Welcome back to the Raw Take for CEOs. This is where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business. And this is hosted by me, Dan. And Steven. We'll give you our Raw Take on what's important for you and your business. Let's get started. Today is October 7th. It is. First uh, Raw Take of uh, Q4. Q4. In 2020, we are in eyesight of the end of the year. Yeah, as a lot of Q4 is often like planning season, right? And uh, by now, probably, usually, typical years, we say that your year is pretty much fully baked Mm -hmm. by the uh, beginning of Q4. You have good visibility into what the end of the year looks like. Uh, This year, things are are different, right, Dan? They are. and, you know, as we were planning for this particular podcast, we're sort of asking ourselves, okay, you know, what's in the news? Well, the news really hasn't changed much outside of uh, Trump catching uh, COVID and then somehow miraculously um, back home with no mask. But anyways, that's for another topic. It's good access to healthcare that most of us don't have. It sure does. <laughs> Free access. National uh, 100% covered by the taxpayer. But today we wanted to talk a little bit about as we're approaching the end of the year. Um, I personally feel like the dust is starting to settle. And I know there's still a lot of uncertainty and a lot of potential changes could happen and will happen in the next three months. But I feel like I can finally step back and see a more binary future. The other thing we wanted to talk a little bit about was sort of that K-shaped recovery. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we heard it last week in the uh, presidential debate. It is something that uh, we've been sort of preaching about the Wall Street and Main Street dichotomy and the economy. It's it's a real thing. And we talk a little bit about the haves and have nots. And so we wanted to spend a little bit of time on that today. You know, what is what does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah, I think what does it look like? And, you know, the the current terminology of haves and have nots. I mean, we were talking about this. Back when this was all getting started, you know, we had that uh, uh, kind of thought leadership piece about Small Business Black Monday, and that was when all of the stimulus money was kind of run out, mm-hmm. and you had a bunch of businesses looking down the road, planning down the road, and they had this debt on the books that they were not going to be able to pay back, and the money would run out and not be able to continue to support their payroll burden, and therefore they, we 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 were putting out there you know, four or five months ago, you would then have the haves and the have-nots. Right. And that's exactly what we're seeing. I think there was, there was an article that was, I think it was titled something with haves and have-nots, right? It was. Uh, and, you know, that's that's what we're seeing now. And so, you know, last week here on the, the Raw Take, we talked about, you know, that 12-month forward-looking, you know, where is the economy going to be? Taking an inventory of your business. Uh, we talked about kind of the four areas. And, you know, what does that mean for your business? What do you need to do? What do you need to plan for in 2021? So if last week was about taking inventory of those four areas over the the last six months, let's make today a little bit about, you know, what are the four areas uh, before you start your planning process, you need to begin to have a vision of the future, your vision of the future. We don't have a crystal ball, but uh, it's your raw take on where you see the next three, six, 12 months. So kind of some prepared remarks that we had was, you know, uh, what is your plan for 2021? Um, are we just coasting and hoping the world will change? Um, are you waiting for more free money? I mean, our take is don't really bank on it because even if there is additional stimulus, mm-hmm. uh, obviously yesterday, um, Tuesday, October 6th, 
The president did come out uh, later in the afternoon, kind of put the kibosh on the whole negotiation and obviously backtracked to today. Uh, but why we're saying don't bank on it is, you know, our view is it's it's not going to be an equitable distribution of stimulus. It's going to be focused on probably more special interests. Um, you know, uh, also thinking about 2021, need to stop lever levering your business, adding more debt to the books. Uh, and then lastly, is thinking about focusing on your customers, your core competencies of your business. I mean, that's really where we're going to we're going to find the next uh, the next opportunity. So with that said, you know, where where are you finding our customers um, sort of using that extra money that uh, yeah. either they've saved from the PPP or? I think it's a good, good, great question, right? Because we're talking about after the stimulus monies, you, you're in either the haves or the have not categories. And, and what have you done with your stimulus money? Some companies we've seen, they have just kind of uh, been using the money to keep the doors open, right? Um, others have really used it more strategically, which is you know, something we've worked with them uh, very much over, uh, over the past five months to make sure that they used it strategically. And that does not mean the same thing for all businesses. For some, you know, it's it's meant paying attention to the balance sheet, paying down you know, some you know some APs, paying down you know restructuring some some debt, uh, you know, getting more expensive debt off the books. So there's not one answer, right? And you also see companies that have hoarded that cash, mm -hmm. and to boot, it's not even hoarding just the PPP money or the EIDL or the, any government stimulus that they may have received. They're also hoarding essentially their bank's money, right? Uh, they've tapped into these lines of credit. They are not paying down the lines of credit. Uh, they feel more comfortable with the cash in the bank, which is crazy, but they're hoarding the cash. And some of these companies, I don't, you know, I still see them as in survival mode, even though they have access to liquidity, but they're not making the right decisions today. And they don't, I don't believe they also have the right view of their business and their industry that they're in. And they're essentially holding on to this cash and eating into negative equity, right? So That's give us, they're, they're creating negative, negative equity. Give us some more like examples on that if you can. In terms of like like um, for the for the listener, right? Like help us like translate that into you know what what should they be doing with to assess for themselves whether they are haves or have-nots. So I think you can have plenty of liquidity in your checking account. You can have plenty of cash, but you can still be in the have-not bucket, right? Um, because you don't have a view, you don't have a, a strategic purpose for that cash. Uh, for that investment, um, you're sort of hoarding it um, to weather the storm, which may, you know, under normal circumstances, that's probably not a bad idea. But the reason I started this by saying I feel like finally the dust has settled or it is settling is because I don't think anything else is going to change. You know, you sort of you're walking into this year. Uh, the economy was OK. I mean, it wasn't great. Um, there was a little bit of bounce back in, in late 2019. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, you hit a brick wall and uh, the economy collapses and everything collapses around you. And there's only one way after that happens. It's up. And so what goes down fast or what goes up fast, however the saying is, uh, in this case, what goes down fast is going to come up just as fast, but it may not reach the same levels. And so right. now over the summer, you know, I, I would say um, that that nostalgic or the euphoria Hey, where the economy is improving, you know things are going to be okay. Uh, you don't need to be overly draconian about this. And now we're starting to see things settle. And when we start to see things settle, uh, there's a lot less volatility. And with that, this is sort of our new norm. It doesn't matter what happens in the election. That's a binary outcome. We know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, I think you know we're seeing we're seeing those signals, right? We have recovered half the jobs that we lost in in, in uh, March and April, but are we going to in another six months? Are we going to no. capture the the other half of those jobs? No. no, you know we're seeing a plateau uh, in 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 the in the recovery. Um, so I think a, a good question I think for small business owners to ask themselves to kind of look at you know what bucket are you in? Are you in the haves or are you in the have-nots? And it's not the you know the good bucket and the bad bucket. It's just you know where so where do you're in? where what situation am I in? And I think a good question to ask would be if you had um, three months worth of revenue. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be different for every business. If you had three months worth of revenue, what would you do with that money? So I, what would you do with that money? You I think know, I, I think I, that's gonna give you a good a good prescription about where what where am I at as a business? You know, I, I think small businesses are at a disadvantage in this country. If you if it's you know I don't want to put people into buckets, but 40, 50, 60 year old um, owners, management teams, you know, they don't have the capability, they don't have the resources, the know-how, they're at a disadvantage because their infrastructure around them is from like 20 years ago. Um, and they don't have the means, they don't have the resources. Uh, and we've been preaching about an infrastructure bank. If you want an infrastructure bank, focus it on the small business. So when we think about the, I don't know, the $100, $130 billion left in PPP money, uh, we, we hear about, uh, you know, I mean, come on, uh, the chairman of the Fed, Powell, Powell saying we, we need we more need $3 trillion. Dollars, and and there's, there's truth to that, but I don't think you need, it needs to be an equitable distribution of that. And I think it needs to be hyper-focused on solving problems that or challenges that can ultimately make these small businesses, especially the have-nots, can make these small business competitive again. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about being competitive with friggin' China or Mexico. I'm talking about being competitive, being able to expand margins, being able to acquire new customers, simple things like CRMs, simple things like workflow solutions. Investing in infrastructure, you know, infrastructure has many forms. It can be software, it can be hardware, it can be accounting marketing, systems. it can be accounting. It, it, there's HR a lot systems. of things that that uh, you know you look at. Look at the look at the IRS. <laughs> their their technology is, is out, outdated. They're not in the small business world, but you know we all have examples of uh, places where if we had uh, capital, uh, we would deploy it. Now that might not be top top of the list, but I think in our view, Dan, where you're going is. That is where you can shore up future potential and uh, create create value for the business because you're going to be more agile. You're going to be more up to date. You're going to be more able to thrive coming out of right. It. I don't think that I don't think anyone would disagree that small businesses need uh, functional uh, functional practical help in elevating their systems. So when we talk about what's the next stimulus looks like. You know, I think coining it as, you know, the next stimulus needs to be an FSA program for uh, small, medium-sized businesses. You know, FSA is obviously um, well-known in, in private uh, companies. Uh, it's a reimbursement program. You contribute to it. The employer contributes some, and you sort of deplete the funds. Uh, and you can only... I think that's what you, this country needs. Uh, small businesses don't need another blank check. They don't need another $200,000 in PPP money. That's only forgivable if they keep their employees or another tranche of PPP money just to lever up their balance sheet once again. What they really need is more surgical and laser-focused stimulus Mm -hmm. that drives future value, whether it's in marketing, accounting, HR, service, whatever it may be. 
I don't think we're going to see any sort of stimulus uh, that's going to be that's going to be broad based enough to out, you know, to prop up, if you will, uh, small I businesses. Think, you know, it's going to be focused on the airlines. I think as we were talking about this, Dan, you know, in terms of what do we, what do we want to see, right, for a stimulus bill or for the money that's coming in, and we did land on this like FSA for SMBs, right? Uh, it is it's reimbursable. It helps police where the money's being spent. You know, and it's going to be able to be targeted more for uh, whether it's industry focused, size of business, um, those, that, those that are going to be able to uh, be around in 12 months so that they can continue to provide jobs. Because, you know, 25% of um, this came from the National Federation of Independent Business Survey, but 25% of those who have a PPP say they need more money, right? Uh, only 50% didn't know yet, right? Um, but 20% of borrowers didn't, only 20% did not anticipate needing any more money, right? Those are the business businesses, those 20%, that doesn't mean that they don't need any more improvement, right? So, you know, whether it's the 25% that absolutely need more money or the 20% that are just doing just fine, you know, you don't want to discriminate based on that, in, in my opinion. It's you want to discriminate based on where are you and where are you, government, investing capital to provide future value for the economy. To drive value. To drive value. And, you know, getting to that FSA for small businesses, I think really makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, and the last thing we need is more stimulus across uh, consumers, right? Uh, again, it needs to be more surgical. It needs to be more direct. Um, but, you know, I also think it all it comes back to the planning cycle. You need to have a view of the future. You need to have uh, what, are, what am I what am I anticipating the underlying drivers of my business, my industry to do over the next six to 12 months? Right? And by the way, there's it's OK if you kind of come out of this and say, you know, the future is pretty bleak because what we're recommending is. The FSA for small businesses doesn't have to be just about uh, infrastructure improvement. It could it could be about adjusting, pivoting, and transition. There are a lot of small businesses that really should be filing bankruptcy right now to protect their own personal assets. I mean, these are decisions that it's not just about the business, the customers, the employees, but it's also about the families and the, uh, these business owners. And they are afraid, they're scared shitless to like, File bankruptcy shut down because it costs even, a lot of even money. Even to shut business down, right? It, it, it takes it's more money to do that, right? Destruction here, right? If your business isn't going to survive, if you believe that this is the new norm, that the dust is finally settling, we're not going to go back to the levels where we were. I mean, guys, like the economy is where we were back in 2017, 2018. Okay, forget about the stock market. That's a whole other set of dynamics. Um, we're at a, we still have 11 million people unemployed. And the reality is, if you believe what Chairman Powell says, that 11 million ain't even true. Now, if you think that we're at about 8% unemployment, he's saying if you actually count in those that have pretty much thrown their hands up and given up, and let's face it, if you're getting an extra $300 now or $400 in your unemployment, are you really looking for that next job? You're probably not. And he didn't use that as an example. Uh, but people do give up jobs, right? They walk away from the employment market. That that number is probably closer to 11, 12%. And so, you know, with all that said, it's like, okay, we know that there's a K recovery. Which, which side are you on? Are you on the upswing or the downswing? And if you're on the downswing, start protecting your own personal values. Start protecting your equity. Start protecting your family. 
but damn it, it's so expensive to file bankruptcy. It's so expensive to, I mean, one of the, one of the numbers that came out of uh, that S, uh, SGB survey was 69% of, of uh, survey participants really need help in identifying new sources of financing and with transition planning. Yeah, I think one of the things about that, that one of the, the findings from that was, it's not just about, I need more money. It's I need help navigating this. And that's where, again, kind of going going back to that targeted investment of the government into into businesses, whether that's marketing, whether that's transitioning your business, whether that's uh, whatever kind of infrastructure it is, uh, targeting that so that companies can get through this and invest themselves in their uh, systems, processes to be able to continue to employ people 12, 24 you know, 10 years down the road. So the raw take here is, um, you know, the end of the year is right around the corner. We've got an election. We've got asset prices that have, you know, really come down. We have a hot housing market. We have a crazy construction market and all the, and all the businesses are feeding it. There's shortages everywhere. Prices are starting to increase. You know, you're that small business owner. You're sitting on a sort of a more capital intensive business, call it a, a more traditional old school business. You know, what sort of advice are you at, are you giving them uh, as they're approaching 2021? I know some of them are still like with their handout waiting for another tranche of PVP. There's a lot of them that still have their head in the sand. But then there are others that have actually come to the conclusion like, okay, this is what it is. Now what? What sort of advice are you are you giving? Yeah, it, it's uh, kind of the themes that uh, I find myself giving. Um, with customers is, you know, don't count on stimulus, you know, count on your, what you control, plan accordingly, and don't wait until November 3rd to make your decisions. Cause that's, again, it's pretty binary. We know the two options and they're different, but there's not five options. There's, not a lot of uncertainty. There's, there's two options. And let's face it for the small business owner, things are probably going to be not too different. Yes. On the social side, it's going to be a lot different. But on the on the business side, you're going to wake up on November 4th and you're going to go to work because you need the business to keep going to feed your family. And yes, we have politics, we have conversations, but that's not driving your business and you're going to drive your business no matter what. What are the fundamentals of the economy of your like go back to our raw take from last week of your employees, your customers, your vendors and your capital? What, what's happening with those four things and what are you doing in 2021 to make sure that you can best leverage and grow your business and keep being transparent and um that's good 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 advice your bankers your employees um you know the, i i would say after the election everybody's going to go back to work but nothing's going to change you need to start making these difficult decisions today start preparing for them don't wait for the inevitable even though you think it may never come it, it will come so plan the next six months, think about the areas of the business that you can adjust or you can pivot. And if you really can't start making those difficult decisions today, because if you wait until January 1st, it may be too late, but not to add on a, we don't want to end on a uh, difficult note here. I think it's a, I think it's a good, it's, a, it's, it's going back to planning. I mean, planning, planning, planning. I think if there's three pieces of advice, it's plan with the, you know, your view of the future in mind, it's communicate with your employees, your bankers, your capital sources, 
uh, your vendors, your customers, communicate, right? That was a number one when this all hit. Yeah. It was our first advice. And 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 make sure that you've uh, you're making those hard decisions today and not delaying it delaying it. I think I would end it here. You know, my raw take for today for CEOs and management teams is call your congressman, call your congresswoman, call your senators. These if there's to be a stimulus package, it cannot be because you're trying to protect jobs. It's got to be because you have an opportunity to adjust, pivot, or transition your business so that you can get out of that downward case slope and find yourself hopefully in six to 12 months in a position to thrive. And do you want them to call their senators and ask for an FSA for small business infrastructure? I think this is an amazing idea. It's targeted, there's accountability, and it's so, so needed. Cool. We'll put a, a note in the, uh, the podcast link so that uh, you can find who your senator is and give them a call. Ask for an FSA for small business infrastructure. Thanks, Steve. Okay, so that's a wrap, Steve. Cool. Join us next week. Check us out at growthlabfinancial.com or text RAWTAKE to 833-759-0277.